Hi, this is Raina G, back again. Uh, some people told me they wanted more about holistic health, and that's okay, because that's what this originally was. That's what this podcast was all about. Holistic health is mind, body, spirit. It's your history. It's everywhere you've been. It's where you are now. It's what you're doing. It's what you're eating, sleeping, thinking about, dreaming about, talking about, um, ingesting, getting stabbed with, whatever. There's a lot going on with bodies right now. Uh, we seem to be a, a country that's hooked on drugs. You know, I during this pandemic, I kind of started binge-watching Mom and um, saw a lot about drugs and alcohol, of course, because that's what it's all about, is about recovery. And, I, and, and it's funny, but, but it's not funny. Because when you think about it, there's so many people who are addicted to so many things, and they don't realize, maybe what this is doing to their bodies in general. You know, you have a liver, you have a gallbladder, you have a spleen, lungs, and a brain, and a lot of water that conducts all the energy, the electric, electronic impulses that go out, go throughout your body to give you homeostasis, which is balance. And I don't think there's too many people in the world right now that are balanced. And you can tell me you eat organically or you don't have bacon or, you know, you don't drink, but you take tranquilizers or or um, antidepressants um, because you're depressed or you're taking um, blood pressure medicine or diabetes medications but you feel good so you, you know you're healthy well you should really think about it because your liver a very important part of your body the colon is the most important part we've talked about that before but your liver is doing things that over 700 jobs which is more than a lot of people in this country want to do they don't want to work. They get a stimulus check. They walk out. I talked to another company today. Everybody walked out because they got their stimulus check and they think they can get unemployment forever and they're going to have a nice summer. So they just leave their employers hanging and um, hard to find people to fill those positions, number one. And number two, if they can't, let that business closes down, which is very much, it seems, what the Democratic Party would like to see happen. A lot of small businesses struggling big time. But meanwhile, anyway, the, the liver does more than 700 jobs. It filters a lot of the toxins that we have um, and tells the rest of your organs, like your spleen, your gallbladder, your pancreas, and your colon, uh, what's been filtered and what hasn't. And, and the liver holds a lot of the energies that people don't think about. We hold a lot of our anger there, a lot of our resentments, and it just builds up and builds up and builds up and blocks the liver from doing what it needs to do, which is not a good thing um, because that leads to something called the C word, the cancer stuff. Now, we all have cancer. You all know that. We have some kind of cancer cells in us. We were injected with polio vaccines way back when and, um, and before that other vaccines. For the flu, the terrible flu, and the Spanish flu, and all those that, all those things that they inject us with, you actually have cancer cells. But if you keep your body alkaline, if you keep your body balanced, um, cancer won't take over. An alkaline environment is not good for any kind of disease. But most people are not alkaline. They think they are. I drink lots of water. I drink bottled water. Well, bottled water, if you look at most of them, is very acidic. So you're making your body very acidic and therefore open to any kind of disease. 
um, even though you think you're flushing it. And I have people who say, but I drink a lot of tea and coffee and sweet tea. And so that must be the same thing. It's not the same as H2O. H2O is H2O, two parts hydrogen, one part oxygen. And that is what cleanses your body. It's what your body is made of. 70 or 80% of your body is water. If that water is toxic, it looks like a toxic stream or a toxic river or a toxic lake or a toxic ocean. It's full of debris. It's full of toxins that are uh, affecting every other organ in your body. The gallbladder. You ever hear that statement says, you know, you had the gall to say that to me? Um, that's a little tiny organ that does a lot of things and helps break down the fats that end up going to the pancreas. Pancreatic cancer is on the rise. Why? Because the liver and gallbladder are in trouble. And um, that all leads to colon cancer. Colon cancer is a big killer. Heart disease is the biggest killer. Why do hearts get sick? Emotionally, they get sick from grief and anger and resentment and a lack of self-worth, self-esteem, um, a lack of love, really. There are only two emotions in this world. Only two. Okay? Fear and love. We're working in a world of fear right now. Everybody's afraid they're going to die from COVID. Everybody's afraid that if they don't take the vaccines, they're going to die. And then there's the other half that are afraid if they take the vaccines, they're going to die. So, I mean, fear is, is very prevalent. If fear is prevalent, love can't be there. The first thing you have to do is love yourself. Love you. Look in the mirror and look at that person. The only person that was with you at birth and is going to be with you at death is the one looking back at your best friend. You should love that best friend deeply and never want to hurt that best friend in any way. If you truly believe in friendship, look in that mirror and say, I love you. See if you can. A lot of people can't, especially women. They have a hard time saying, I love you to that mirror. So I tell them, put a, put a sign up on the mirror that says, I love you. And every morning when you brush your teeth, wash your face, whatever, look at that mirror and say those words. Eventually you'll understand what loving yourself is about. When you love yourself, you learn what is right for your body. And that isn't taking any depressants. What are you depressed about anyway? If you believe in God, you shouldn't be depressed. Just believe in God's plan and just know that there's joy in the world and there'll be joy when you die and you don't have to be depressed. Um, what are you fearful of? And some people will say nothing. They'll say, okay. Are you afraid of being rejected by anyone? Are you afraid of not having friends? Are you afraid of being alone? Are you afraid of losing your job? Afraid of not having any money? Afraid of not being as good as the guy next door, the woman next door? Afraid of your lover leaving you, your husband, your wife leaving you? Afraid your kids aren't doing what they need to do? Are you afraid of what's going on in the country, what's going on in the world? Are you fearful? Are you full of fear? I used to work with a, a group, though I had lots of clients that were in this group, but um, every week they'd come to me individually and they'd be so angry and I'd say, you know, what, what is it? What meeting do you go to that makes you so angry all the time? And they said, well, we, we have to get in touch with our anger. And I said, and you carry it around all week. I mean, if I had to carry two buckets, a bucket of anger and a bucket of love and the bucket of anger was full of disgusting, awful, putrid stuff. And the bucket of love was soft and comforting and warm and, and you know, inviting. Which bucket would you want to carry around? 
Well, I got the, the leader of that group very angry at me because she's full of anger anyway. Anger, not angry. But um, the other people started learning what love was about, about loving themselves, having a conscience, not being suicidal anymore, not wanting to be addicted to drugs or alcohol um, or even to self-destruction. People get ad addicted to self-destruction. And they, and they work at it without even being so conscious of it. They just, everything they're doing, they're going to self-destruct. So we have a lot to think about. You have organs in your body that God gave you that have specific jobs, and many of them. They're not unemployed. They're not waiting for a stimulus check or an unemployment check. They're working constantly. And what are you doing to help them? What are you doing to help those organs do what they need to do? Think about it. I have a book out. It's been out for... Oh, God, now 15 years, I guess, but it's still selling. It's called Forget the Cures, Find the Cause. It's book one. It's the seven keys to health. Book two is a little more in-depth and scientific in nature, um, but it's the same thing. It's, it's Forget the Cures, Find the Cause, and it's a circle, the circle of life from inception to death. What happens to us? You know, children are born, but they're first conceived, and if that conception is done in fear or anger, You've already instilled those emotions, that energy, into that baby. If you've rejected that baby, if you've, you know, I don't know, thought about aborting that baby, those energies are in there. That, that little thing knows exactly what's going on, doesn't, doesn't consciously state it or know it, but unconsciously, energetically, knows exactly what's going on. As that baby's growing, what are you doing with that baby? Are you giving it a lot of food that has uh, preservatives and chemicals and toxins? You wouldn't do it to your dog. You check for the special dog food. Why don't you check for what's going on in your child? Because when that child starts to grow and develop based on your emotions and what's going on in your household, all of those things will start to show themselves. They may be bullies. They may be the ones who, I guess you'd say, attract bullies. Um, they may be kids that are constantly depressed. They may be kids that are suicidal. I worked with so many suicidal kids across this country from age 6 to um, 28. And then suicidal veterans. I understand what's going on with them, with their PTSD and what happened in Iraq and Afghanistan and under especially Obama's watch and their, um, their rules of engagement. And, uh, and and then they decide they must be bipolar or they must be this or that or the other. And they go to the VA and, and the VA says, oh, yeah, you're bipolar, you have PTSD. It doesn't. So we'll put you on drugs. It doesn't mean that they're all better or they're going to get better because they get put on drugs. The very first time I went to the VA clinic years ago, um, there was a new clinic in Pensacola. And I walked in, of course, I was the only female there. And there's oh, 20 or 30 guys, and they all had briefcases or knapsacks or whatever with them, little suitcases, I don't know. They all had something, and I said, what, did they live here? I didn't know what was going on. And after we did our orientation, uh, I talked to a lot of them, and they opened up their bags, and they showed me anywhere from 20 to 35 prescriptions, all of them on prescriptions because that's all doctors knew how to do. You know what that does to their livers, their gallbladders, their pancreas, their colons, their brains, their blood. Um, and they end up, of course, with more problems and on more prescriptions. And it's and a lot of the prescriptions cancel each other out. They're they're not complimentary at all. 
Um, so they get sicker and they go back and they get more prescriptions. And, you know, so we have illegal drugs and we also have so-called legal drugs that come out of the FDA that are just as dangerous as illegal drugs. The opioids, you know, uh, or you've got a pain in your leg, well, we'll put you on opioids. Once you get put on opioids and you're a veteran, you're going to have trouble owning a gun or anything else because now you're, you're, you're mentally incapacitated. But, um, but I want you all to think about it. You think maybe you're safe in your homes and you're eating right because you have this and that and the other for dinner and breakfast and, and you drink your bottled water and you're good. And then as you get older or as more things happen to you, as you go under more stress, your legs don't work, your knees hurt, your back is constantly hurting, you snap at people when you don't want to, you started drinking, um, you stay out later, you don't want to go home, you beat up your kids, you beat up your wife, you yell at your husband, you get divorced. You do all these things because your body is so out of balance that your brain can't control it anymore. And then you've got the devil, of course. The devil's part of your uh, your being, unfortunately, on this on this planet. And, um, you know, people don't believe in the devil. Well, the devil is the negative side of you. That little other thing on your other shoulder that says, go ahead and do that or go ahead and do this. And, and I'll protect you. I'll get things done. Well, the people who are satanic and believe in Satan... They, they actually believe that Satan will get things done. He'll make me rich and he'll make me famous and he'll make me all these things. In the end, you lose because you might get rich and famous, but I know a lot of rich and famous people that are totally screwed up and are going to die terrible deaths and are not going to have any kind of everlasting life after that. So um, livers and gallbladder is very important. You can... You can, you know, the earth, God has provided, the earth has provided everything you need to cleanse the liver and cleanse the gallbladder and, and the pancreas. You should always have pancreatic enzymes. They help you digest fats. And especially if you've had a gallbladder removed, um, you want to do the enzymes because the, the gallbladder is not there anymore and that bile has to go somewhere. So it ends up in the pancreas. And so we end up with pancreatic cancer because of the inflammation. Inflammation comes from being acidic. Um, and not alkaline, so you want to make sure your water is good, it's pure, it's filtered, it gets rid of all the chemicals that they spray on all the farmlands. If you have a well, you don't have safe water necessarily. Um, you need to you need to think about those things if you care about life at all. Uh, that's you know, holistic health. When I sit down with somebody, I say, okay, tell me what you think you're feeling. And they'll tell me all their symptoms. And if they went to a doctor, the doctor would treat the symptoms with a drug or a surgery. That's, they love that. Um, but so I'll listen to the symptoms, and then I want to find the cause. Did you just move? Are you on different water? Has your diet changed? Has your job changed? Um, is there anything going on in your family that's overly stressful? Did you fall? I had a woman come to me once who heard one of my uh, radio broadcasts and she came from quite a ways away, and she brought her sister-in-law with her. She was on oxygen. She dragged the tank along with her. And she told me this story about how she, her, her husband was an alternative therapist but had died. And she was doing things around the house that she hadn't done before. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so she, she uh, I don't know, changed the light bulb or something, and then she had to go to the to the hardware store and she was in the car and she got this pain over her heart and she thought she was having a heart attack and she pulled off the road 
and, and dealt with the pain for a few minutes and then said, oh, maybe it was nothing and got back on the road and felt the pain again. And this time she was off the road and taken by ambulance to a hospital where they removed her gallbladder because they thought she had a gallbladder attack. And they put the oxygen tube down her throat like they do to remove, to do surgery. And um, uh, she, she ended up, they told her she was allergic to the anesthetic and she ended up on oxygen for three years. When she came to see me, she was in her third year. And so I kept asking and I said, okay, did anything happen, you know, before you went to the hardware store? Well, no. And I, I'm like, I, I don't believe it. And I do iridology. So I went over and asked her if I could look in her eyes. And I did. And I said, well, you had an injury to your back. And her sister-in-law sat right up and said, oh, you did. Remember, you fell off that step stool when you were doing whatever, and you hit the concrete. And it wasn't long after that you went in the car. So I put her on my table, and um, and I checked what was going on with her spine. And I told her, this is a long story short because this, this takes a few hours to do. Um, she ended up, I told her to go to a chiropractor, number one, that her spine was out of alignment, that she had knocked it out of alignment, and that the pain that she had that, that she thought was a heart attack was coming from subscapularis, which is under the scapula, which is under your, your, I don't even know what it's called anymore. I know the scapula, <laughs> but that's where your wings would attach. Um, and so I said, okay, I've got to, I've got to release this muscle because that'll make you feel like you're having a heart attack. So I released the muscle. She went to the chiropractor. She got straightened out and within three weeks she was off oxygen. They didn't have to remove her gallbladder but she had the symptoms of a gallbladder attack because of what was going on with her spine and her subscapularis muscle. Uh, so it's a matter of what have I done? What am I doing? What should I do? What have I done wrong? What do I need to change? How do I need to love myself? Not be fearful of what's going on. You have a symptom. Don't be fearful. Don't get afraid of it. Ask yourself the questions and, and then answer them. And answer them truthfully as much as you can. And ask other people, did I hurt myself? Did I fall? Did I do something? I had someone come to me who, who was in big trouble. Had so many things going on and was on so many medications. And so I was talking to him. And in the course of that, he said, oh, you know, I came back from the dentist. I was so mad, blah, 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 blah. I said, well, okay, let's back up. What did you do at the dentist? Well, nothing. You know, blah, blah, blah. So we talked some more. And I said, you need to go back. I said, there's something going on with your teeth. If something happens with your teeth, it'll affect your heart and your brain. If your teeth are not in good shape, you know, if you, you go buy a horse, what do you look at? The teeth. You want to see how healthy they are. So people aren't healthy with their teeth. They're putting on veneers and using weird toothpaste and, or not at all. Uh, if you're homeless, of course, you have a very hard time taking care of your teeth. But <clears throat> so they have a lot of problems. They have cracks under under uh, uh, caps and things like that. And if you have those, the bacteria that goes into your system has to be filtered, and it can't be, and it affects other things. So this guy finally listened to me. It took a lot, lot because you know a lot of people fight me on so many things. They think I'm crazy or out there somewhere. And I say, you know, I've got 50 years of experience, so maybe you want to listen a little bit. And he finally went and got his teeth checked, and he had two. Um, crowns 
that underneath the crowns the, the teeth were cracked. And because the teeth were cracked under the crowns, it was letting in all kinds of bacteria, which was infectious, which causes problems with the heart, the brain, the liver, the kidneys, everything. And once he finally got the teeth fixed, he got healthy. It took, it took recovery time, three or four months, if I remember right, but he got healthy. So, you know, there's things to think about. What, what are you doing? What are you taking? What are you ingesting? When it comes to this new vaccine, it's an experimental injection. It's not a vaccine. It's experimental. Remember that. What are you going to ingest in your body? You're fearful of what they've told you to be afraid of, that you think you're infecting others or that you are infected. And so you're going to run to get an experimental injection um, with chemicals that you aren't even sure of to make yourself better. But continue wearing a mask because you'll probably still get sick. And if you do get sick, you probably still die. So why are you doing it? I'm not going to say whether you should or shouldn't. That's up to you. You're in charge of that body. And you have to love it enough to know what the answer is to those questions. Okay, this is getting a little bit too long, so I'm going to cut it off for tonight. Um, I don't know if I'm doing holistic health tomorrow or, or more stuff about bad drugs or what I'm doing, but I want you to spread the word. People need to hear these things. They're, they're not hearing it from anywhere else. Um, everybody's talking politics and propaganda, and you really need to hear the truth, and you need to hear it for yourself and for others in your, in your circle, whatever that circle is. So this is Raina G. It's the Holistic Health Hotline. I'm on iTunes. I'm on uh, Patreon. I'm on Instagram. I'm, I don't even know where else I am. I'm all over the place. Um, Earthwalk-USA.net, not .com, .net. I have books on Amazon and Barnes & Noble and, you know, on Kindle. Get educated. Care about yourself. Love yourself. We love this country. We love our freedoms. To keep those, we have to love ourselves enough to stay healthy. This is Raina G. Thanks for listening.